0: Hello and welcome to the Silent Partners podcast, the place where the partners of entrepreneurs or people who get to the top of their professions tell the story of the journey to success or failure from their side of the dining table. I'm your host Nick Pierce, and in this podcast series we delve into the experiences, good and bad, of people supporting a partner who's chasing their dream. We ask the questions about lessons learned on the road to success or otherwise in the hope that it might help those currently in a similar situation. One thing is for sure, seldom does one get to the top of a profession or build a successful business all alone. In today's episode, I chat with Don Craig. Don has been married for 36 years to Margaret Craig, who, as well as being the subject of this episode, is currently the CEO of Signiant, a major technology vendor in the media and entertainment industry. Hello, Don. How are you?
1: I'm well, thank you.
0: Excellent. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and and who we're talking about today?
1: Uh, I'm Don Craig. Um, I'm retired now. I'm uh, the former CTO of a company in the television media industry. Um, I'm 36 years married to Margaret, um, who's the CEO of a company called Signiant.
0: Brilliant. Okay. And Margaret has kindly put us in touch so that we can have this conversation about her journey and your perspective on it. So basically, one of the first questions is, was it always evident that Margaret wanted to be a C-suite you know, executive? Was it that sort of title or aspiration being part of a, a long-term game plan? No.
1: That's <laughs> the <For a laughs> short answer. It, it, I mean, this is, we're engineers fundamentally and um, engineers aren't happy when they see um, inefficiencies and um, uh, poor leadership, let's say, um, on their projects and so forth. And so I I think with Margaret and, and myself too, it gets driven by a desire to see somebody who knows what the hell they're doing managing a project rather than somebody who has no idea. And then that gradually escalates up as you move up move up the ladder. But the point there is Margaret was fully grounded in the industry and in the engineering component of her profession. And she's learned all the pieces underneath her since. So it, yeah, I it think... really isn't, it's it's not so much wanting to be in charge, it's wanting things to be run in a reasonable manner.
0: Yeah, I can see that. So at what point then did you realize that you'd be playing more of a supporting role? I guess, was that post-retirement, pre-retirement? Uh,
1: no, uh, I mean, we viewed our careers as, as a team project. So um, we take, we've take we been married 36 years and boy, <laughs> you need to figure out how to get along <laughs> in that period of time. Sure. And, and you need to figure out how to make decisions together so that you're both agree and are, and are contributing. So we've always treated our careers as teamwork, back from the days when she was an engineer two at Tektronix and I was a uh, an engineer three. So um, we've always evaluated what was going on and, and had lots of discussions. So it really is a team effort. Neither one of us has independently stepped out and done something without lots of consultation with the other.
0: Yeah, indeed. And typically, for many, that can involve some form of sacrifice or other. Has there been a a sacrifice in particular or or not for you guys, given this being that tight partnership?
1: Well, when you you move for a job, um, that's always at least a hassle, if not um, a, a complete pain. And so the worst part of it has been separation during moves where one partner stays behind and has to deal with selling up and moving out and doing the furniture and all the rest of it, while the other one lands in a new place with no friends and and so forth and and is doing a new job. So there's support required at both ends during that. And as communications facilities have gotten better, it's gotten easier. But back in our day, it was mostly just phone calls and emails, of
0: course. Yeah, I can see that. I, and certainly, yeah, the advances in uh, technologies like we're using today.
1: Like we're using today.
0: Might make that easier, but yeah.
1: And, and let me merely say, I mean, Margaret supports my career as well. And such, I mean, it's no longer <laughs> happening, but um, when I did my most recent startup, Margaret was the one that served refreshments at the, the Sunday morning meetings at our house as we were plotting out exactly what the company was doing. So she's been very supportive herself.
0: I'll have to get Margaret on on a call to with you're the subject on. <laughs> so in terms of that, it sounds then maybe. Oh, you tell me what was the hardest part of that recent journey? Then is it the separation and the the different? I things? think so.
1: Because because the other thing in a relationship like ours is the shared experience. Now can, we can be criticised a little bit for thinking too much alike, but. But um, you get shared experiences, and that gives you a, a common understanding of life, the universe, and everything. So, so when you're apart, that's, that's lessening. And uh, so after a while, you don't have quite the same view of things. Um, yeah. So we worked on that, and, you know, we would do travel, during, travel to see each other during these transition periods. And, and some of them were, you know, to London, so uh, they were across the Atlantic transitions.
0: What's the sort of longest period of time you've you've been apart in that way? Um, six months or so. That is a a long time. That's why that is an absolute sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've had plenty of thinking time for sure in those six periods of time. So, what's been the sort of the bigger the biggest lessons you've learned? I, I put three lessons, but what's the sort of the, the standout <laughs> lessons you've learned in that period?
1: Yeah, and well, this isn't particularly specific to spouse supportable, but uh, never underestimate the power of stupidity. I mean that really is the number one lesson. Um, people who are not qualified for positions they're in do really dumb things often for groupthink reasons. Which brings us actually that was to number two, which is <laughs> the more people in a group, the worse decision you're going to get out of it. Um, it <laughs> and that I don't know that's almost universal.
0: No, no, no. Yeah, I agree. Completely agree in the notes you sent me I had to look up what was the theory that something done theory oh the Dunning-Kruger, the yes. Dunning-Kruger theory. I, I, I did I did giggle at that it's good to have a name for that now <laughs>
1: oh yeah no and, and it comes up with Elon Musk right all the time <laughs> because he's the classic example oh, I mean brilliant. he's a guy that knows a bunch of stuff but he doesn't know everything yeah, indeed.
0: and uh, he assumes he does for our listeners the Dunning-Kruger, I think I got that right, is uh, someone who believes they're capable of more than their competence level. (laughs) I think we've all come across people in that in our careers.
1: We, We once had a manager at Tektronix parachuted in who owned 13 television sets, which he proudly announced to us in his first meeting with the television division at Tektronix. And then proceeded to tell us that that meant he knew all about our business, and that we really didn't have to tell
0: him very much. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm assuming that that went down really well, like a lead balloon.
1: Yeah, we stared at him blankly. He didn't <laughs> last all that long. It was remarkable.
0: So, in the period that you've been retired, or in the period, I guess, not even when you've been retired, because you've you've done things together, you worked with on each other's careers together. Is there a time in that period where you thought you particularly contributed to Margaret's sort of success in her career?
1: Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, other than giving her someone to talk to and and helping her with analysis of what's going on and who's being perfidious and who's being straight and all of that. I mean, it, you know, just being uh,
0: a a listening ear is, is, is the conversation. I mean,
1: we, we have conversations about it as required, but it, as I've retired I'm less in contact with the industry although I'm still doing things so yeah. my advice is probably less relevant and technically now in the forefront of how you make television streaming to the home I'm not your guy
0: so. yeah but I think that um, in the position that margaret's in and you've been in a lot of it is people business as well and oh yeah <laughs> who is being political who's being straight and 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 i think having a sage ear in that conversation is always welcome because you know sometimes you get caught up in the thick of it in your own environment and so coming home and having that conversation and, and getting a fresh perspective is it it's certainly been useful for me uh when when i was going through i was going through and i'm, I'm sure the same for you
1: oh sure and you know she's on your side and vice versa so yeah indeed that's that's the deal.
0: So what is it you think that's in Margaret's personality or, or her life experiences that has driven her to do what she's doing and, and has well, done it's
1: this discomfort with incompetence in <laughs> in the leadership <laughs> position. It's really it.
0: <laughs> it was we not inspiration, it was just pure frustration
1: frustration conflict. with not doing it right. I like that. You know. And you see all this. You're sitting in the middle as an engineer and you see the product stuff down and and the management stuff up and in, and in big companies there can be huge disconnects i mean he, one of the advantages that say apple had with steve jobs is that steve jobs got his fingernails very dirty when when he was making stuff happen he understood all the pieces and and um his predecessor at apple gil amelia knew absolutely none of the pieces and almost ran the thing into the ground big time so it's kind of important that the the senior leadership understand what the hell their people do. Indeed. That I think is it. It's discomfort with incompetence in the leadership
0: position. Well, that's enough of a driver, I guess. Knowing what you, you know now and at the sort of the beginning of Margaret's career, is, this, is there any bit of advice you would give her now?
1: Well, this isn't at the beginning of her career but the piece of advice is if you're going to work for a company as a a c-level executive you need to assess the board of directors and you need to see if there's anybody in that board who's currently looking for a job because that is the number one reason why ceos get replaced because there's a loose cannon in the executive suite pointing out their failings day in day out to all the other directors and eventually they get themselves a job and i I mean and and i've seen this repeatedly it's it's not margaret it's it's uh, it goes on
0: no indeed and i think that many people say they don't like to play politics or they don't play politics but ultimately when you get to board level subconsciously or consciously it's politics someone's not (laughs) if you don't play politics you'll end up out of the board as well indeed exactly in roughly the same vein what advice would you give to someone who is supporting a partner on their journey
1: well it's the conversations and the teamwork right so you bring whatever the partner has in terms of resource they bring that to a conversation and it's you know couples collaborate on raising children on doing lots of things and and so it's it's bringing those mechanisms to careers and and you work as a team throughout both your careers Assuming the relationship will will, will stand it. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I think that's true. I think there are plenty of people who have been successful in business or and or getting to the top of their profession where relationships have suffered or gone by the wayside. Actually, for this podcast, it's interesting to find uh, couples who are still together through that period. You know, that's, there are plenty who've gone off on their own or or it's the it's there's been too difficult for a relationship to to continue. So it's really right. lovely. When couples to hear.
1: compete, and and individuals and couples compete, and and that's. You know that's we're fortunate in that we're close, but we're not right on top of each other either i'm I'm much more nerdy and and down in the weeds and and she's much more strategic brilliant and, and better with people I mean I, <laughs> I'm good with engineers period
0: oh you okay <laughs> now Margaret's <laughs> certainly great with people. This last question we can take or leave it this wasn't on the list I sent you. Do you have a quote, a saying or a piece of text that sort of sums up the journey that you've had together?
1: Yeah, I, I don't have any particularly pithy things at the moment, but it, it's the, the whole notion of teamwork and sharing with a partner. But, but that partner has to have enough of a background to understand what's going on. So if, if they've never worked in, in business or haven't worked in an engineering shop, in our case, then it's, it's going to be more difficult for them to collaborate meaningfully in a, in a yeah. teamwork.
0: I think uh, that's a good. I think that's a great point. In that,
1: I mean, you i got bit, head, you got to about.
0: You, you both did work in the industry. You both have a technology background, and therefore, when you come home and talk about longer, which like the world won't understand, you both will understand what that is. And reality exactly. is, in many businesses, that isn't the case. Um, now that is that is very true. So I'll um, give
1: you an example of what not to do. Just on our way. Right, out. give me what not um, to. So, so I once gave an engineer, a design engineer, a hardware guy, this is in Silicon Valley, and I gave him um, oh, a B-minus review, something like that, because there were goals that hadn't been achieved. And, and, the, and the next day I get his wife in my office <laughs> demanding that I give her
0: husband a better review. <laughs> Well, that's leveraging the team right there.
1: Okay, so hot tip. That's not a good technique. That's not the way
0: forward. (laughs) I'll scrub that from my list. (laughs) Hey, listen, John. And that was
1: a case where she had no understanding of what her husband actually did.
0: Right. um, That was the 10 questions. Uh, uh, Thank you so much for joining me and having a chat. It's really insightful. I think the big message for me is definitely about collaboration and conversation being the key to the success for you guys and for anyone who's going through this at the moment. If you've got no other words of wisdom or pearls of wisdom, we'll end it there. Thanks so much, Don.
1: Well, my pleasure. It was good talking to you.
0: So thanks very much, Dielchen Vau, for tuning in to the Silent Partners podcast. I hope you've gained some really valuable insights into the life of those unsung heroes that are the supporting partners. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing to the podcast on your favourite platform and leaving a review. Your feedback really helps to improve and reach more listeners like yourselves. For instance, if you have a recommendation for someone to be interviewed on this podcast, please feel free to get in touch you can drop an email to the silent partners podcast all one word at gmail.com lastly thanks so much for taking time to listen to this podcast we really appreciate it Diok. the silent partners podcast was created and produced by nick pierce with music from morgan pierce the pierce family are supporters of the brain tumor charity the world's leading brain tumor charity that is committed to saving and improving the lives of every single person affected by a brain tumour. Please go to their website www.thebraintumourcharity.org and donate if possible.